San Jose Sharks prospect Cam Lund joins the show today where we get to know uh, about his draft process, life at Northeastern, and get to know him off the ice. Plus, we also get the latest on Nico Sturm and kind of caught up on some of the latest Sharks injury news. So all that and more on today's episode. Your Locked On Sharks, your daily podcast on the San Jose Sharks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, welcome to Locked on Sharks, the premier hockey podcast covering your favorite team in the Bay Area. My name is J.D. Young, contributor at San Jose Hockey Now. I want to thank you for making Locked on Sharks your first listen, probably part of the Locked on Network. We cover your team every day, and if you want to be an everydayer, all you have to do is just follow wherever you get podcasts, or you can watch on YouTube as well, or do both. Both is great. And today, uh, we're going to get caught up on some of the latest Sharks news, talk about Nico Sturm, uh, how the Sharks are going to try to replace him in the short term, um, a little Logan Couture update, kind of all that. Um, plus, San Jose Sharks prospect Cam Lund joins the show, uh, where we get to talk about his draft uh, you know, kind of going through his draft, um, going to Northeastern, of course, uh, scoring multiple hat tricks against Boston College and get to know just get to know Kim a little bit, um, you know, before we get to see him in San Jose. So before we get to all that, do want to let you guys know that today's episode is brought to you guys uh, by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account and use code locked on NHL for $20 off your purchase. And I do know the Sharks. Do play the uh, Desert Dogs tonight. Um, If you want to catch every hit, every shot, every goal uh, from the Sharks hometown broadcast, you can do that with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Search Sharks. So before we do get into Cam Lund, do want to kind of get caught up on, on Nico Sturm, right? He left the last game. Um, there's calling a mid-body injury. Um, from the sound of it, it and from watching uh the the hit it looks like his hand or wrist um that he is hurt there good news is it doesn't seem like they're going to put him on ir the expectation is he will not travel this weekend as the sharks play the coyotes um on friday and then they play the avalanche on sunday both those away games but i do expect for um you know, it, it's, it doesn't seem like they're going to do IR right now. We'll see more on Friday before they, I guess they did leave uh, on Saturday or on Thursday here. So um, with no, we haven't heard any call-ups or anything like that. So it sounds like we'll probably get Luke Cunning at 3C and Philip Zadina kind of sliding into the 4C position right now. And Zadina has been kind of meh as a center. Uh, I think he's better suited in the wings. And with Ryan Carpenter, who's still not available yet, and Logator both not, of course, not available right now. Uh, it looks like the Sharks are just going to try to kind of grit through it right now without having to call anybody up. Um, inter- if if it does go long term and maybe Carpenter is not ready or uh, to come back as soon as we expect, and of course we know Logan Couture is really just starting to kind of get into his. We'll talk about Couture here in a minute. Um, it would be interesting to see if maybe a Jacob Peterson gets a recall from the Barracuda, um, who has been playing center. He's been playing between Bordalo and and uh, Cardwell, and he's been doing a pretty good job there. Um, I know I think he's maybe a little bit more suited for a wing position in the NHL, but 
again, um, it could be one of those where you're a little bit desperate times call for desperate measures, especially right now that we're the sharks are starting to kind of, you know, you don't have three of your top five centers available with uh, Logan Couture, Nico Sturm, and now Ryan Carpenter. Ryan Carpenter going into the season was kind of expected to be that the next guy. And with board, the Bordelow Center experiments seem to have, uh, you know, they're, they're really pushing the, for him to play on the wing right now. Um, I, I, it'll be interesting to see how long Sturm is. He did, he didn't practice, but he was on the ice after uh, the game with no, or after the practice with no stick. Uh, Shang Peng reported, um, so he was doing skating drills and stuff like that. So doesn't sound like you know if he's on the ice and kind of doing that type of stuff. Uh, doesn't sound like he is. St- you know, super injured it. Uh, maybe it's just like a small sprain. Maybe it's a jam. Maybe he jammed a finger, something like that. Um, who knows what it is, but it, it could be one of those situations where he just kind of maybe uh, kind of like Luke Cunning, right? I know Luke Cunning did go on IR recently, but um well, it might be just more of a pain tolerance thing with Nico Sturm. And Nico Sturm's a tough dude. So, um, yeah, so I think that right now they're just going to try to hang in there and see what they can get out of the, the third and fourth lines and hope that your top lines have been who have been carrying you recently continue to do so. Um, Logan Gator did get a um, good practice, say, or again, good not practice. Uh, um, after practice, he was on the ice for about 45 minutes uh, from, you know, and Shang posted a video of uh joe thornton passing uh you know with passes to logan Gator who was shooting on aaron dell and it felt very like 2018 ish but um these are good steps and these are all part of the the steps for logan Gator to come back right is um you know you're, you feel like you're healed now you got to start to kind of push yourself a little bit and see how the body responds see how the injury responds from that and so especially we won't probably won't get too much for the rest of the week with the sharks being out of town um but, you know, that these are positive steps for Couture to hopefully start getting back. You know, maybe if he can continue this, maybe we can start seeing him in practice, um, maybe on a limited basis, but start seeing him practicing here sooner rather than later as he starts to kind of ramp up towards his return. Um, so as of right now, the Sharks do, you know, they still have kind of the same guys on uh, on their IR right now, just as a Quick reminder of who is on IR. So, of course, you have uh, Logan Couture, um, who's been on IR since day one at the moment. Um, Matt Benning, who just went on IR. Um, and I think it's still kind of pretty mum on him at the moment. Uh, Oscar Lindblom starting to get back into it. But again, he I think once he returns, he'll probably get uh, once he returns from injury he'll probably get returned to the barracuda uh because he's already cleared waivers and since he hasn't played games i don't think he he won't have to get and he's been injured he won't have to go through waiver process again to go uh back um and then ty emberson who's still not skating right now again i'm i'm pretty sure it's a, a groin injury with him and those things can take a little bit to uh heal so uh, um, i assume they're going to be pretty slow and cautious with ty emerson so it's just it's crazy how just the sharks have been juggling these injuries right now of just uh guys who are kind of just hanging out no word on Vlasiget, who's also been away from the team. Um, I didn't, they didn't say anything uh, about him being at practice. Uh, so no word on, on what's up with Mark Edward Vlasic right now. So um, right now, the Sharks, uh, you're probably going to see Giovanni Smith probably get back in the lineup. And then I would assume uh, Jacob McDonald is going to be the extra 
defenseman slash forward. And I think that's the nice thing about McDonald's since he can kind of play both positions where it gives you a little bit of roster flexibility where if you need him to play forward, he's done a pretty good job of playing forward for the Sharks this year. And if you need him to play defense, he can go back to, to playing defense. So, um, you know, that's kind of where the Sharks are sitting at right now as they continue to kind of juggle this juggle this roster through some of their uh, injuries. Um, so, yeah, we'll see. So. Um, Expect the kind of expect pretty much what we've seen uh, going into tonight's game against the Coyotes and with uh, Giovanni Smith probably sliding into the the fourth line role. So um, before we do get to Cam Lund and we start talking about, uh, you know, get get to know Lund a little bit, um, what's you know, kind of what's coming. We, we talk about his draft we talk, experience. We talk about, um, you know, kind of all the interview process, especially with the Sharks. Remember, didn't have a second round pick when uh, they uh, when going into that draft and drafting London high in the second round. Get to know him um, a little bit off the ice and all that fun stuff. So before we do all that, just need to take a quick break. If you are looking for the perfect gift for someone you love, why not tickets to something that they enjoy, whether it's music, sports, comedy, uh, whatever it is. And that's where game time comes because they have killer last minute deals. So maybe if you're like me and a bit of a procrastinator and you need something right away, uh, game time comes in because they take all the guesswork out of buying tickets. Um, great thing about game time is one, you get to see the view of the seats. There's nothing worse than buying tickets uh, and you get there and you realize you have a crappy view. Um Game time, you can see view for all the seats. So if you're like, oh, this view is maybe not that great. Let me go check over here. This might be a better view. Actually, the only thing worse than buying uh, tickets is when you go to check out and they slam a bunch of fees on top of you. Game time does not do that. You know your price is up front. Uh, so you know you're getting a great deal without hidden fees. You can buy tickets in two seconds with two taps. Plus, they take all the guesswork out of buying with Game Time. So, download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKDOWNNHL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code LOCKDOWNNHL, L O C K E D O N N H L, for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Lowest minute tickets, uh, last minute tickets, excuse me, lowest price guaranteed. And now we bring in San Jose Sharks prospect, Cam Lund. Cam, how's it going, buddy? Going good. How are you? Not too bad. I caught you right now. We're, uh, I know you're busy right now with finals week, uh, but I mean, this should be easier than uh, any final you're taking right now. At least that's the hope right now. So uh, I have to ask, I always ask, uh, you know, kind of every prospect or every player, when did you realize like hockey could be a thing for you? Yeah, I think I kind of realized when hockey could be a thing for me. Um, probably growing up when I was younger, playing like youth hockey, everything. Um, that's kind of where it all started. And I just kind of loved it from the beginning. And I mean, I never fell out of love with it. And it's just I keep falling more in love with hockey as I go on. <laughs> uh, you're from Massachusetts. Did you grow up a Bruins fan? Yeah, I've always been a Bruins game. It's always been like fun to get go into the city and go and catch a game. Uh, who was your favorite player growing up then? My favorite player growing up wasn't a Bruins act, Bruins player, actually. It was um, Sidney Crosby. But, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of great players in the Bruins, obviously. 
Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, I think for most, a lot of kids uh, your age, uh, every Sidney Crosby is a very popular answer, and he's a he's a pretty good pick to to be a, your favorite player growing up. So, uh, I mean, now that you're you know you're starting to kind of you know getting closer to becoming a pro and stuff, who do you try to model your game after? Who's the guy that's like that's who I want to be? Yeah, I'd say um, Jack Eichel. Um, I think I've been telling myself that since past i don't know how many years probably five years just saying like kind of watching him through college and now what he's done in the nhl just kind of just seeing how he plays and just trying to model my game as much as i can after him and we as sharks fans i've seen enough of jack eichel unfortunately uh especially since his trade to vegas but uh he's really good so if if you if you could be jack eichel i think we, we as sharks fans would be would be pretty happy about that so um Heading into the 2020 draft, what was your draft experience like? Did you have uh, a lot of interviews? Like, kind of walk us through that whole experience uh, heading into the draft. Yeah, heading into the draft, um, obviously at the combine, that's when you have all your interviews and everything. I ended up having um, 30 interviews out of 32 teams. So, I mean, I had a busy, busy week there, which was obviously cool to go go through an experience. But, um, I thought all of them were great, and I think the Sharks interview, too, definitely stuck out as one of the better ones that I had. Um, Do you, like, going through the process, are you, like, kind of peeking at the rankings, you know, because there's a million mock drafts that come out and, you know, rankings and stuff like that? Are you, like, kind of like, okay, where did they have me, or you just try to kind of, like, keep your head down and see where things happen? Yeah, I mean, obviously, you're going to see them on social media and everything, but, I mean, for me, for the most part, I just kind of tried to, not focus on that and wherever I end up, that's where I end up. I can't control that. So you mentioned you had an interview with the Sharks and, uh, you know, being an early second round pick before the draft, right? The Sharks didn't have a second round pick uh, as they traded away to Arizona, if I recall correctly. And it wasn't until draft day when they actually came up, you know, they moved back in the draft and acquired two more draft picks. So were you a little bit surprised that, you know, the Sharks were interviewing you, especially with kind of where their picks were? Um. I mean, like I said, I had so many interviews, so it was definitely, um, it was hard to tell at the time, but um, like I said, I think the Sharks one went really well, and I thought it like that one definitely stuck out the most out of all of them. And then uh, draft day happens, right? So walk us through that, uh, you know, from kind of waiting to hear your name called to like the whole whirlwind experience with that and, you know, going through the tunnel and taking the cheesy draft photos that uh, they make every one of you guys take. Yeah, so I mean, I brought my whole family was there, me, my mom, dad and brother were all there. So it was awesome for them to obviously go through that and experience it with me. And kind of just like hearing your name call, it's just kind of like you black out for a second. You don't really know what to do. So, I mean, it was like, who do I hug first? Do I hug my dad? Do I hug my mom? But um, it was definitely. Who was cool... it? Was it mom first? It's always mom first, right? Yeah, it was mom first. <laughs> But um, it was definitely a cool experience to just like have them there with me and go through that. And then, uh, so you you know you, you hear your name, you go through that, you shake your hand, you know, uh, put the jersey on, all that fun stuff. And then it's kind of like a whirlwind, right? You're taking photos, you're doing the press, like uh, how? And then like how's that experience after the actual draft process? The actual yeah, draft I mean, part. I, yeah, after that, it's definitely busy with the whole pictures and talking to people and everything like that. But it, also, at the same time, it's like this is like a once in a lifetime moment. So it's just kind of soak it all in and enjoy it. And then by and then like you're literally on a plane heading towards uh, San Jose like the next day, right? 
Yeah, I think it was a couple of days after I went home and then I flew out the following day. Um, so what you have your first development or rookie camp, uh, of course you lighted up in the, you know, the three on three scrimmage and, you know, you were definitely the buzz of sharks, uh, talk after that, um, kind of walk us through what happened, like with development camp and, and that whole process. Yeah, I thought it was a great experience. Um, I think they did a good job setting everything up there for all the prospects. Um, I've never been to California before either. So, I mean, going to San Jose was definitely a cool spot to get down there and, and obviously see. But um, like I said, I thought they did a great job setting it up and I thought it was all like planned out good for us. Um, all the, everyone in the staff was great. Great to meet all the other prospects and coaches. So I had a really fun time. Um, and then I, who did your roommate with? I know they try to, you know, usually they put some young guys, but they definitely have some like kind of older guys who are there. I know, you know, guys like Eklund and, and some of the guys who've maybe been around, I think, uh, like Jasper Weatherby's was there. I, if I remember your first year, like having some of those guys who've maybe been through it a little bit have, around. Yeah. I think it was good to have some of those guys who have been there, um, past times. They just kind of like get to know them and like tell you their experience and how it's going to be. So getting to make those connections and friends was obviously helpful. Who'd your roommate the first year? Um, I forget who my roommate was. It's okay. Um, <laughs> all right. Um, so of course you uh, went to Northeastern um, where you're playing hockey right now. Was there a lot of schools that you were kind of looking or were you like you wanted, since you're from Massachusetts, you wanted to go to a Boston kind of school? Um, like who was kind of in the competition for you? Yeah. I mean, mine was a kind of a weird process um, with the whole COVID thing. I accelerated that year to be a junior and like the whole rule with committing to like a school mm -hmm. and everything. So I kind of knew I wanted to stay in Boston. So I had that figured out and it was only like a, a week's process of talking to the Boston schools and ended up choosing Northeastern, which um, I thought was a great choice. And I'm, I'm glad I picked Northeastern. Uh, you, you kind of mentioned the acceleration thing, like, uh, a lot of guys, right. They go back for that kind of extra year, especially you, you played in the USHL. Um, what's the jump like, especially going, you know, being an 18 year old playing in, in NCAA and you're playing guys who are, you know, 22, 23, 24 years old as, you know, six years older than you. Uh, what was that like? Yeah, I think the biggest jump was probably just the strength part of it. And like you said, you have guys who are five years older than you. I mean, you're going into a corner with a 24 year old. So <laughs> it's definitely a little weird, but um, I say that was probably the biggest jump of it going into college, but I think I adapted pretty well to that and kind of just like in the summer, just trying to keep getting stronger and stronger every year and just putting that mass on. Um, I know this year for Northeastern, it's a little bit of a tough start, but you guys seem to have found your groove recently. Uh, of course you guys beat the number one ranked Boston college uh, a couple weekends ago. What have you kind of learned from the, the tough start? Um, I think the tough start has probably been good for us. I mean, um, I know like start of the year, we have high expectations just like every team. And I know like having a tough start can be bad, but I feel like this tough start have helped us come together more as a group and figure out what we need to do to, to win games. And I think it's all starting to come together now. Um. Of course, I'm, I'm sure you like playing at home. What's your favorite non-home place to play? Um, 
mean, there's a lot of cool spots. I'd probably say my favorite non-home is probably, I think, probably BC this year. I mean, they have a, <laughs> <laughs> they have a packed rink every day, every game. But um, BU is a cool place to play as well. I mean, any team you're playing in the in Boston, obviously, could be a good game. All right, guys, before we continue uh, with Cam Lund, uh, we get to know him off the ice a little bit, uh, you know, kind of, of course, find out if he wears socks with his skates. Uh, Before we get to all that, do need to take a quick break. And if you want to get into NFL action right before the playoffs start, I know the weather's getting colder. The NFL stays hot on FanDuel. Right now, new customers can get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. It's $150 if your team wins. So if you think about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is super easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. Um, guys, Christian McCaffrey touchdown. Like, just keep doing it. Okay, you're probably going to win. And watching Christian McCaffrey score touchdowns, uh, I know it's been helping my fantasy team. It can help your wallet as well. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. All right. um, You mentioned BC, right? Uh, You had a hat trick against them last year. You followed up again this year. What's it? Uh, is it just something magical p- about playing Boston College where you seem to be uh, kind of put your best? Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's weird that I scored <laughs> two hat-tricks against um, BC, but um, I don't know. I mean, it's always a fun game to get up for playing against BC. I mean, kind of like a rivalry. So, I mean, those games are easy to get up for. And, I mean, obviously when you have three goals, I mean, it makes it even better when you win the game as well. Uh, so this year, your your third goal was an empty netter. Last year, if I recall correctly, it was a it was an overtime. Which is a better feeling, the like empty netter to kind of put the nail in the coffin, or the overtime to like kind of take the heart out of them? <laughs> yeah, I mean, empty netter was good just to kind of know you sailed the game and you don't have mm-hmm. to wait and like I don't know stress out about it. But I mean, I'd probably say that was better. Just get the win and just know we're going to win this game instead of having to wait it out and not know. Especially with the the start of you guys, uh, you know, having not won uh, too many games. I think just get that monkey off the back, right? Of finally getting that win. Um, You mentioned the Boston schools. How big is winning the bean pot, right? Northeastern, you guys are the defending bean pot champions. Uh, For maybe those who aren't super familiar, but the bean pot is like a big thing in Boston, right? Yeah, it's huge. I mean, you have all the you have B, BU, BC, and Harvard. Us obviously like I mean all come together, play at the TD Guard, and the and it's always packed. I mean, you see all the fans above like in warm ups. It's like you have your whole entire school there rooting for you, which is like awesome to see. So, I mean, winning that bean pot last year was just like an unreal feeling, and getting to see the whole whole school there cheer you on made it so much better. And just it's it's something I'll never forget. And the bragging rights, right? The bragging rights. Yeah, yes. Uh, this year is going to be, especially with how, you know, Boston College and Boston University with how stacked the, those programs are right now. Uh, and, you know, you guys are starting to come along. It's going to be a really, really fun uh, bean pot this year. So, um, Kenny, so you're on break right now. Uh, heading into the second half of the season, what's your big focus? I think our big focus is... Um... 
just starting in the right direction. I mean, kind of building off end of our first half and just kind of bring it into the next half and just like individually kind of just like trying to better my game every day in practice and just um, keep playing well. All right. A uh, question I had to ask because uh, you guys have some really nice sweaters in Northeastern. Uh, if they are like, Cam, you get to pick which one you get to wear every day. Which one are you picking? Is it the, the black one, the red one or the white one? I think our red ones. I think we don't. That's the correct choice. <laughs> yeah, I think those ones are sick. Um, I know last year it was kind of like we said it was the turning point of our season when we started wearing our red jerseys, started winning more. And just I think those are the best looking ones out of them all. I wish we wore them more, but yeah, they're really cool. Yes, the red ones, they're they're really nice. So um, I know you're you know, you're in your second year, um, but I'm sure you're you're still thinking about the future right uh for you going eventually going pro and hopefully signing your elc some point um have you started to think about that have you talked to the sharks about like a timeline or is it just kind of focus on trying to get better day by day right now yeah i'd say um kind of just focus on day by day i mean you don't want to look too far ahead into the future you kind of just want to focus on like the present so i mean i'm just trying to focus on what i can do right now to make my game better and Hopefully in the future, I mean, it's all going to work out. But yeah, I kind of just taking it day by day. Um, I do have to ask. So the the Sharks, I don't know if you've noticed, they have a lot of Lunds, right? You have Eklund, you have Zetterlund, you have Grayland, you have you, the original Lund. Um, is that the key to the Sharks' success is just acquiring as many Lunds as possible? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've seen that too. I mean, it's a weird coincidence how there's so many Lunds uh, team. So, I mean, that's pretty funny. Uh, I mean, it's working right now, right? You can't go yeah. wrong with this working. So um, <laughs> let's get to know you a little bit off the ice. So game day, are you a superstitious guy, a little stitious guy, or like a let it flow type of guy? Yeah, I got asked this question the other day too, which is pretty funny. But um, I'd say I'm kind of just go with the flow. I mean, I'm not too superstitious of a guy. I mean, I'll do the same thing every day mm-hmm. on my game day, which is, but it's nothing like out of the ordinary. I mean, I like to take a nap. But other than that, it's kind of just go with the flow. You're not like you have to wear the same socks or, uh, you know, the same pair of underwear or anything like that for game day. Yeah, no, nothing crazy like that. You've seen the Connor McDavid socks, right? Where they're like holes in them and they look like they're from like 1850. Yeah, they're all like chewed up and everything. I mean, he is the best player in the world. So it works for him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it works for him. Um, you mentioned the nap. Are you a coffee guy uh, before the game or no? Yeah, I'm a coffee guy before in the morning, take my nap. And then after that, I'll drink another coffee before the game. Iced or hot? Um, Iced in the morning, hot before the game. Okay. Uh, I mean, when you come to San Jose, it's probably going to be a little bit more of the ice uh, blend, especially when it's like still 60 degrees in the middle of February. So, but uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm a hot coffee. It could be 110. I'm drinking hot coffee. So, um, <laughs> I have the, the one question I ask everybody, are you a monster who does not wear socks with their skates? No, <laughs> I wear socks. Uh, do you, is there anybody on the team? You, they can remain nameless, but is there anybody on the team or have you had teammates who do not wear socks with their skates? No, I, I, I think I've only no one on the, on my team this year where there's no socks. I know that, but I think maybe when I was on green Bay, there was one guy who didn't wear socks, but 
yeah, I don't think I could ever not wear socks. Monster, with my right? Skate. Literal monster, yeah. right? <laughs> <laughs> Ryan Merkley famously no socks with his skates, but you know. Uh, so I'll get you out here with a couple more. So when you're not training or in school and you know uh, hockey, what's your favorite thing to do off the ice? Um, definitely golf. I mean, I like to try to get out there as much as I can. Like the summer, I mean, just playing with my brother. So I mean, it's obviously something I always like doing. It's fun. Uh, again, San Jose, you're around, baby. You can, yeah, that's one of the nice yeah, things you can play. You're around golf. Um, and then in the off season, uh, when you're kind of away trying to, you know, not playing golf, what's your favorite uh, off season activity to do? Just hang out with like friends and family. I mean, get together as much as I can with them. I mean, a lot of my buddies are off at school, so I can't see them as much. And obviously, not seeing my parents all the time, but it's obviously nice to go out get to see see all of them together i mean we have a boat too that we like to go out on so i mean it's always fun to get on the water as well uh cam you've said it all uh appreciate uh you spending some time with me i know you got some more finals to get ready for uh best of luck this season stay healthy and hopefully we'll see you in san jose uh sooner than you realize yeah definitely thank you i appreciate it all right guys i hope you enjoyed my conversation with Cam Lund. Um, I know this year for Northeastern is, hasn't been kind of what they hoped and expected. They had a, you know, losing Devin Levi, I think is a big part of it. Uh, and, you know, just kind of some tough luck, but, you know, you can see with Lund's development, how it's kind of progressing. Right. And we know how much of a kind of a transition monster he can be where, you know, just kind of carrying the puck and you're seeing that continue. Um, he's been playing against some of the top, you know, lines and stuff like watching that, those BC games, he's playing against that Will Smith line. Line. That is not an easy line to play against, and he's holding his own. So, you know, I think the results aren't there for for Northeastern in the win loss column, but you can see Lund like kind of, especially from year one to two, you can really see that development coming f- uh, forward. So it's gonna be um, cool to see how he continues to develop, and you know, hopefully see him in San Jose one day being a a, a big piece. I think he can be a big piece. You see that shot um, and surviving in NCAA, right? Uh, our good friend Billy Sullivan. It's a gauntlet, a gauntlet, especially for these 18, 19 year old kids as they're kind of working their way through it. So I, I think um, arrow up for for Lund. Um, again, I know maybe the the scoring production isn't where you know maybe he would like to be, but I, I think you you can see it in the details. And I think uh, I think the sky's the limit for this kid. So uh, we'll be back next week. Of course, we'll uh, break down the Sharks Yotes game and the uh, Sharks Avs game. Jacob Peterson from uh, the Bear Barracuda joins as well. So we'll have that uh, interview for you guys next week. Uh, so plenty of good stuff. Make sure you guys are following wherever you get podcasts. And of course, you can watch on YouTube as well, especially if you want to be an everyday, right? Um, you can also follow the show on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram at Lockdown Sharks. You can follow me at my fry hole. Until next week. Bye, friends.